this is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. I'm coming at you from deep of center and waking you up to the true threats to our liberty. And I want your help. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. We have uh, lots of, I have so many things that I want to talk about. And I'm not going to get to them all, that's for sure. So uh, you can listen to this show or my producer, Binkley, and I, Binkley's here with me now, but we we do a podcast also. So you can get the commercial-free podcast and this show. The show on Wednesdays and the podcast on Thursday at thepropreport.com is in the Propaganda Report, which is what the podcast is called. Um, and But today I want to get to uh, how... What a propaganda piece the Mueller report is and what a distraction and a manipulation. It would probably take me a full three hours just on that alone if I were to uh, just talk about that. But I have been eagerly awaiting Binkley's special report on 5G, which we're going to do at five o'clock and all that that implies. And in the meanwhile, I want to hear what you have to say about any of this stuff. Again, the numbers are 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to start out with Anne and Marietta. Anne, uh, thank you for holding. You're on with Monica. Hi, Anne. Hi, and thank you for taking my call. And I'm so happy that you are there to sort of split both sides down the middle and give it, give it all a different perspective and, and get people to thinking. Because the one thing that I believe that is lacking is a lack of knowledge about what the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is all about. And those people who are paying attention with all of this commotion that's going on around us, these full dangly uh, diamond-covered carrots that are being dropped like almost daily now to get your attention here or get your attention there and split you here and split you there, all of this is going to have to come to a head sooner or later. And there's going to be a problem. There's, there's going to be some form of civil uprising um, here in the States, and it's not going to be very pretty. And a lot of people are going to probably call it different things, but if we could just focus, just focus on what we have stood for, all about the Constitution, listen, don't just hear it, actually listen to what people are saying and go and do your own research. Yeah, and let me tell you, I I used to laugh when this when Trump was uh, during his campaign and people were like, "Oh, there's all this talk of uh, of uh, populism and there's going to be we're going to have protests and riots and like things are going to go like that. That's where we were go- headed with all this." I was laughing at it because I said, if "People don't do that unless they're hungry." They just don't get off the couch unless they're hungry. But I'm not laughing anymore. And I and I'll tell you why. And maybe they'll resort to making people hungry. But it seems to me that the the powers that be, the people at the top above the parties are absolutely determined to have some kind of revolutionary change in our legal structure. And in order to get that, you have to have the feeling of a of an actual revolution. And I agree with you completely that 
that if people or I, I agree with you that the Constitution and the Bill of Rights serves us all and that we should pay attention to them. And I would maybe go one step further and say this left right ideology that they're really focusing on at the top could be totally neutralized as a bone of contention if we restore the 10th Amendment. And there should be no reason not to. You want to live in California, you can have all the socialism you want, you know, and if you don't want that, there's another state. The 10th Amendment allows for that. I I agree, but they they have to keep us all confused and fighting amongst each other so that we don't have time to focus on what's really happening. And I am of the belief now that, yeah, there is no left and right. There's them and there's us. And and that's it. And and I'll go to your, your idea of not having the time to focus or the confusion. That's what I think the progressive tax rate is for. That it's not oh, when yeah. you talk, you know, when, when Elizabeth Warren talks about taxing the wealthy, she's not talking about taxing the wealthy at all. What she's talking no. about is taxing, is neutralizing, is hobbling the most productive workers who are the most uh, educated workers. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't get an income tax if you're not earning an income and you're not earning an income. You are only earning an income when you have to work, which makes you the working yeah. rich, but not the wealthy, the idle rich. And that's yeah. where the danger is. Otherwise, people are going to start going all Ron Paul on you and you're going to have your hands full because they're accumulating capital. And then they're going to have some free time by the time they're 45, you know, and then you're going to have a Washington full of the citizens. And, th- and this is how bad it, bad it is. I want to get this in really quick. Is that mm-hmm. I asked uh, uh, a lady that was of a different opinion once I said, you voted for this person several times and in your neighborhood around you. What has changed? And I will never forget her response. She said, we got streetlights. And I said, what? What do you mean you got streetlights? I said, you pay for that. Your tax dollars pay for that. She said, no, we got the real pretty streetlights. I've I've never been so dumbfounded before in my life. You know, and that's I, where we are. Yeah, that's th- where we are. Thank you so much. And thank you so much. Phil. Please keep calling. And I, I will say this, that the first time I heard that concept trotted out was Dick Morris, who was the genius behind Bill Clinton's reelection. And his one of the ideas he had was people actually don't really care about the ideology. They care about the little things that they get and what they really wanted was those little ratings boxes on TV shows, the TV MA, the TV whatever. That's what they really wanted. And he said, you give them that and you'll get reelected. And I don't know if it was a straight line from one thing to the other. And then uh, my sister was reading a book on prohibition and she said, you know, the real reason why FDR was so popular, he ended prohibition. I don't even know if he was single-handedly responsible for it, but it was correlated with his election. And then people just thought he was the greatest guy ever. <laughs> you know, talk about distractions. That is very, very interesting. And thanks so much for the great call. I want to go to Jack in Cartersville. Jack, you are on with Monica. Yes, thank you for taking my call, Miss Monica. I really enjoyed that last call. That was outstanding. Yeah. Uh, I have something I want to run by you. My suspicion is, is that Gerald Nadler and the Democrats that are hounding about a full unredacted copy of the Mueller report are only after that for grand jury information. 
They want to know the names on the grand jury. That way, they can go in. They're gonna if they get them, they're gonna they're gonna leak them. These people will be doxxed. The people who are sitting on the grand jury. Exactly. They are going to. That's the only. They're going to investigate them. They're going to dox them. They're going to do whatever they can to discredit the grand jury. That's the only way they're going to be able to make this Mueller report thing not have the weight that it has. That way, uh, they're they're looking any way they can because right now they're running scared. You can almost smell the stench of a nervous sweat coming from the left. Well, because the tables have turned. But the way things are going, and this is that kind of operating outside the law thing, the way things are going, they will, uh, they they do set people, set the crowds onto people, right? I mean, my producer Binkley's here. Binkley, you've talked about that in in the digital world. They will set the crowds on people if they have your name. What do you call it? You call it doxing? He called it doxing, and that's where they find your private information and they publish yes. it on Twitter yes, and they spread you, it around. You've talked to us about deplatforming, which has happened to us. Yeah. So I was deplatformed from WordPress for not doing anything wrong. For nothing. They tricked me into it. I forget the episode number, but we completely revealed it on our WSB show. Uh, when they did that, I was uh, taken down. My I got a strike on YouTube. The video was taken down for a show I did on WSB and posted on YouTube about uh sheriff israel an elected official who was later widely condemned for his behavior but as a first mover i was widely condemned yeah. he was a hero at the time yeah so and i think you were right that this kind of censorship the suppression comes out from the uh build up to war i think there's plenty of evidence like from wilson to lincoln to everybody else they mm-hmm. will put they will suppress journalism even that famous speech by JFK, which he talks about this worldwide conspiracy. If you listen to the whole speech, he's at the press club and he says, therefore, when we tell you to shut up, please shut up. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of what people think his speech is about. But uh, so I kind of expect my last stand has been on Twitter, which I have always enjoyed, but I have a feeling that Twitter is definitely the next uh, hammer to fall. And what I'm doing, actually, I I was talking about Albert J. Nock. Somebody tweeted at me. She tried to pull up my review of Albert J. Nock, our enemy of the state, but she couldn't. And that's because the WordPress purge screwed up all my files. And I'm going to, we're rebuilding. Uh, We are rebuilding the site and I'm going to have all that stuff back up, but we're also going to include a forum so that we can have these conversations not on Twitter. Like we can post, we can communicate, all that kind of stuff. If and when we get deplatformed from Twitter, we will have a place to go. So I'll keep you posted on all that. And uh, and yes, I think that it was a very astute call where uh, I think it was Jack said, that they will target individuals if they get that information. And and yeah. that, I think, is a what to watch out for. That's a hashtag. Have social what to watch media out for. armies attack mobs that, that will blindly follow the instructions. You can get the instructions in an email, and they tell you who to attack, and people can ruin other people from the comfort of their own home without ever seeing them. Yeah, and if they get the names, they'll do that. And, and here's the thing that I just uh, – it, it's very important, I think, to realize is – Innocence is no defense. 
Oh, they don't care. <laughs> you know, if they are completely lying about you, you will net. Or if you're if you're within your rights, or if you're exercising the first amendment, you will absolutely get no. You'll get no opportunity to defend yourself, and they won't care anyway. I mean, to the point where guys who are accused of hashtag me tooing will say, "I didn't do it, but I am a man." Yeah, and that, that's <laughs> a know, problem. Scott Bayo is the only one I know who stood up for it, and I haven't seen him since. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so let's get back to the Mueller report. Thanks, Jack. And um, stand by. Uh, more calls, too, if you want. 800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. I'm not interested in fantasies. I'm interested in reality. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. Talking Mueller report, I have to at the bottom of the hour. I absolutely have to tell you how ridiculous the so-called evidence in the Mueller report is. I was flabbergasted because I look at the footnotes. Why doesn't everybody look at the footnotes? It's just, oh, it's so frustrating. I mean, I know Binkley has similar feelings of frustration having read the first half. I read the second half. We divided the work, which is what I think they probably do. I want to take a quick call, though. Uh... I want to go to Maurice in Stone Mountain. Maurice, you got a minute. What you got? Um, you know that uh, Trump said he was going to drain the swamp. And so for the past two years, his people have been doing what real meaning like Huber and uh, the IG people they have been doing investigations and creating cases. Uh, I mean, you know, Huber had 470 lawyers working with him. So what I'm getting at here is the Mueller report was total hot air and show business, but soon there are going to be serious, serious indictments, and it's coming out publicly now that you you see people like Giuliani and, you know, Geneva, you know, saying they're referring uh, criminal referrals to Barr. So that's the top layer of it. But there's a whole big underlayer that's been developed over the past two years. So that's really why the Democrats are so freaked out. Because I have a question lost- for you, Maurice, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this all goes to Trump is Batman, which I want to believe, but he is trying to start a war with Iran. Well, I will uh, challenge you on that as oh, well. Good. But- Great. Please give me hope. I love it. Give me, give me, give me. <laughs> Well, it's just like with the my button is bigger than your button with North Korea. <laughs> um, and there oh, I, I don't know what's actually happening behind the scenes. But right. what I'm saying okay. is that there are uh, and, you know, it requires a longer conversation. But basically, the idea is that deep, the deep state has been embedded in these various regimes like uh, North Korea and that the, the his uh, okay be- i got i gotta cut you off because i'm going to a hard break but uh maybe he's draining their swamps too i'm gonna put words in your mouth let's see if that pans out and more on the Mueller report after the break this is monica perez monica perez have you ever questioned the nature of your reality on news 95.5 at am 750 wsb I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6. Always trying to go deeper than your average bear. 
I just try to go. I don't try to come at it from the left or the right. I try to come at it. Uh, I just want to go deep. So I am never going to take the surface explanation of anything. And I was a little put off when I heard all this stuff about the Mueller report that echoed media stories that I thought were ridiculous. So I'm like, okay, I don't believe that. And then all of a sudden people are quoting the Mueller report as the source for this stuff that I thought was ridiculous. So I'm going to, I, I, my producer Binkley and I, who's here with me, we kind of split it up into two parts. The first 200 pages is Russian collusion. And the second 200 pages is obstruction of justice. And I took the second one and Binkley took the first one. And I want to just point out uh, something about the evidence. This was my focus. I was like, okay, all this stuff is in there. How do they know? What is the actual evidence? And I looked at and I immediately noticed when I started reading the Mueller report that it's that it read like a narrative, like a story. And I thought, this is so weird. I mean, it it should say it should have a lot of footnotes. It should have a lot of quotation marks. It should whatever. So I pulled up the Star report, which was the Ken Star against Clinton. Similar thing, although not the exact same. It wasn't it's not really the same mandate. I haven't dug into that, but I know it's not exactly the same. I read the Star report. And everything in the Star report was said Ms. Lewinsky testified to this quote blah, 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 end quote, and provided this document or did not have the document or whatever. And and that's just how it read. I didn't read the whole thing, but I just sampled it and that's how it read. Whereas the Mueller report had a bunch of just like sensationalistic stuff. So I looked into how they used the, how they got the information, what evidence they used. And it was basically, <laughs> basically three sources. One, for the more, I would say 80% of it or more was from three sources. One was media reports, which has a footnote in the beginning, but it's not in the body of the Mueller report. Like you're, if you're reading it like the narrative, you're not going to understand this nuance where it says the media reports were included to provide context for Trump's reactions so that whether so here's the problem with the obstruction thing is that the stuff he was reacting to wasn't true and there was no underlying crime, which in a regular court of law with justice, it would be like, why are you here? Like, why would anyone obstruct justice if none of this stuff is true and they knew it wasn't true? <laughs> so why would they go out of their way? You know, but so 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 they have all these media stories and then it shows the reactions and then the reactions, so that's the premise, and that's so it's like media stories, but they're not there for factual reasons. They're there to show the context for the reactions. Then the reactions are described by people who were witnesses to them, but not in testimony, in what's called an FBI 302 form. Binkley, have you ever heard of an, a 302 form? I have not. Yeah, 
Me neither. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know it was a 302 form, but it had like a name, a date, and 302 next to it. And no introduction. So normally when you do footnotes, the first time something appears, it would say, Gates, 1025-18, interview as recorded by this guy in a 302 form, blah, blah, blah. And then subsequent references to that interview would be Ibid or whatever, like refer to, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't say anything of that. It's just like Gates, blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, what is this? I look it up, a 302 form. I mean, it's not spelled out in this document, but from I put some time into this. From what I can tell, the 302 form uh, is where the FBI surprises you at your house or invites you down or whatever, for whatever reason, they have an interview with you that is not recorded. They basically have a policy not to record these things. And then they take handwritten notes while they're talking to you or right after they're talking to you, like Comey ran out to his car and got his little crayon out and he wrote those notes that he then leaked. Remember that story? Memorialize is what he was... Uh, well, he, said, yeah. he was what, memorializing or moralizing? But he, yeah, probably a little of both. Yeah. So that those contemporaneous notes are considered... Uh, they have some evidentiary value. It's usually used to discredit a witness who's testifying to something different from what the FBI said they said in the beginning before they knew how much trouble they were in kind of thing. So, but here's the thing. So the FBI jots down these notes in real time while you're having a normal speed conversation and can transfer those notes into a 302 form, which is official like uh, who, what, when, where kind of form that they type in either immediately or later, like right before the trial. So they can look at their notes and be like, I have no idea what this says and just make stuff up and then just say, well, it's in 302. You know, it's not like you swore to it, but it's a crime to lie to the FBI and there's no other record of it. So here you go. So almost everything, I would say 80 percent of the of the like statements that are in the footnotes for the Mueller stuff are 302 forms. So it's Chris Christie in a 302 form. Chris Christie could come out and say, I didn't say that. And then the FBI could say, yeah, I thought I think he said it. But who cares? You know what I mean? Because nobody's going to jail for it. So it's all these 302 forms and the comb. And then the final bulk of, you know, half of probably that stuff. I don't know if it's officially 302. It's like Comey said. Comey said. So it's, oh, oh, oh. I noticed and, that. Yes. It, it, it might as well have been have- because Comey said at the end of every paragraph. Yes. Yes. It, it, so... Which, of course, he's so discredited, so controversial. He has such a horse in this race. And then, but many of the people who, or a lot of the of the information that is attributed to 302 reports are from 302 reports of people who were being prosecuted for unrelated crimes, but, but prosecutions arising from this process. So there you have, and I have talked about in our last podcast and in recent shows, how manipulative and coercive the government is when it comes to this kind of stuff. So they'll say, I'm sending your wife and son to jail for 99 years for something they may or may not have done, but good luck in a jury, or you can go to jail for a year. That was the Tommy Chong story. So if you are being prosecuted, investigated, charged with stuff that they're doing in conjunction with your giving them testimony, not even testimony, just BS that you can deny later. Like, how hard is that to go along with? I mean, I, anyway, it doesn't have any gravitas, in my opinion. And there was basically no actual evidence. There were a couple of citations to committee reports, but we know from new knowledge. 
who provided the Russian report for Congress that they themselves were behind the Russian bots in the Roy Moore campaign. So I can't even take the Senate committee reports as having any evidentiary value. And I'm finished. Now you can go. Yeah, the <laughs> other side of it, the Russian interference sounded just like the new knowledge report. So tell people what the new knowledge report is. I don't the know. new knowledge, the new knowledge is the company that created fake Russian bots and made them follow and amplify Roy Moore. So they basically did a false flag to make it look like Roy Moore was being amplified by Russian bots. And this was written about in the New York Times. And the company that was behind it actually got the president of that company got banned from Facebook for spreading fake news. Yet he's the guy who wrote the Senate Intel uh, report. And continues to right. be accessed as an expert. Exactly. I mean, it's absolutely the uh, lunatics running the asylum. It, and there's also, they also, there was releases about what the CIA could do about mimicking fingerprints of other countries and making it appear that the fingerprint of another country was left on someone's server. That was a technique that was released in some of these documents about their spy tools. I absolutely believe it. And, and one thing that's very important is that Bill Binney, who used to be the technical director of the NSA, I think, had some very high-level thing. He's now a whistleblower. Maybe he's a limited hangout. Maybe he isn't. But he's hanging it out there and saying there is no way if this went over, if this was not downloaded, so a leak rather than a hack, if it was hacked from outside, there is absolutely no way the NSA could not find that fingerprint. Whether it was a real fingerprint or fake fingerprint, they would find the fingerprints. So the fact that they're not providing that stuff means they don't have it, which means it did not go across. It just it just shot out the side of a computer into a thumb drive or whatever. But that's so it's a leak, not a hack, which means people are inside. Yeah. And so the evidence that the IRA, the Internet Research a company the from the IRA, yeah, the Internet Research Agency from Russia. They right. say this is half of their argument. This is the first argument they present on the Russian interference side. And then at the very bottom of this argument, they say the IRA, they set up shop and they they set up the social media campaigns that spread all this disinformation and, you know, affected millions of people. And then at the very bottom of it, it says the IRA is run by a Russian that is it's controlled by Russia because it was funded by a Russian oligarch whom the report says, quote, is widely reported to have ties to Russian President Vladimir Putin. They do not even tie this company to the government in the report. They just Which assert is, that it, it is It's interesting because there was a Russian oligarch who was in bed with Lucos oil. If I if I recall correctly, it was an August episode that we did on Stacey Abrams. It was like uh, I know what episode I'm going to send people to the episode it was july 28th episode 105 at thepropreport.com and we talked about she did an internship with lucos oil and henry kissinger and some russian oligarch who putin or trump referred to when putin and trump were side by side at that press conference last year and he had to like take back i have no reason to believe putin or i have no reason not to believe him like opposite that because i'm in trouble but uh they that that guy was a Russian oligarch with possible ties to Putin, but he was trying to subvert the Russian election process for Kissinger and Stacey, Stacey Abrams was was an intern at, in that program at that time. So uh, so just being a Russian oligarch doesn't mean you're on Putin's side. Exactly. And they don't give any proof. Other than the assumption that, well, he's a Russian oligarch, so it's controlled by the Russian. It's government. almost like the the. 
you might think it's the other way around because the Russian oligarchs all came up when when Bill Clinton kind of orchestrated a rather corrupt transition from the Soviets. Whatever. But I want to say to the two things that I think came out of the Mueller report, which I think you definitely uh, ha- have said this many times, and I'm sure this is your impression of the first one, which is. The, it just kind of stipulates, it just assumes, it just acts like it's there that Russia did interfere in the election. And the only legitimate question is if Trump colluded with them, that's the thing. So that's one thing. Go ahead. What, right. They presume that to be true. And then they find what they presumed in the beginning as a conclusion. Right. But with no evidence. Right. Like, I'm not seeing any. If your evidence on the first half was the same as my evidence, that's no evidence. Zip city. Yeah. So, and then the other thing that I was listening to on the radio, uh, on WSB, which I love, (laughs) but I thought it was kind of an interesting insight into what, uh, another thing that came out is that now we know that Trump is squeaky clean. Because they went out to prove that he wasn't, his enemies went to prove that he was corrupt on an international level and they couldn't find it. So therefore, we inadvertently proved a negative, which is virtually impossible, by proving that if there was something there, those jerks would have found it because they're they're after him and we know that's true so now we have trump an actor with integrity out on the world stage and if any wars emerge well especially war where russia's on the other side it must have been unavoidable because trump's our man let's get let's uh wrap this up after the break this is monica perez monica perez everything she said was true she knew nobody believed her on news 95.5 at am 750 wsb so we're talking about the uh, uh, the Mueller report, if you really look at it, uh, it annoys me that the left and the right are both acting like this thing is rock solid, because it's not. And I noticed it with the second half of Obstruction of Justice. Binkley, my producer here, noticed it with the first half. What's your kind of ultimate takeaway on what you saw there? For me, what this report does is it gives the false impression that election or political interference from other countries is not normal it is normal all the time it goes every election cycle all the time there are foreign countries that have the resources attempting to affect our politics if this could have been an investigation into all of them like why didn't they investigate china the brookings uh, institute said that china also uh invaded our country or whatever and interfered with our election they only focus on russia which makes people think that it's out of the ordinary and it demonized russia specifically when every country does it and that makes it easy to push us into war in the coming months or years. Yeah, that's a good point. And people, you'll notice this, people will say us, talking about America, even when they're not American. And the first person I ever met, maybe the only person who's ever admitted it to me, of voting, who is not a citizen, was a Danish exchange student I met at Stanford, was in California, where they have very lax rules. And I was shocked and horrified I want to just wrap it up. I'll take Glenda after the break, and then I want to move into uh, all about 5G. I don't know if I want to know, man, but stay tuned if you do. This is Monica Perez.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.